0: What's up? What's going on? Hey, guys. Welcome to the fourth American Hard Enduro podcast brought to you by SRT Off-Road. Uh, this is Will. I'm here with Drew. What's going on, Drew?
1: Oh, man. Riding down the road, trying to get some work done, ready to talk about uh, what we've got coming up over the next three, four weeks.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's, it's Wednesday the 17th right now. So this week, uh, this Sunday, the 21st, we're going to be in Ohio in Little Hawking, Ohio, at the Bad Medicine at Fallen Timbers race.
1: Yeah, really looking forward to it. You know, a couple weeks ago after Tough Like Roar, uh, we talked to Dr. Steve Thaxton, and the injuries were kind of down, and uh, he was working on the trail. And man, over the last two weeks, we've got some really big names confirmed, and uh, Dr. Steve's been really working on the trail. So we'd like to talk about that and kind of go over uh, who all is going to be there and what it's going to be like.
0: Yeah. So first let's kind of talk about format. Cause we've been getting a ton of questions about format. Um, last year, um, his, I guess the landowner Brent put the race on and, um, it really wasn't as hard as some people wanted And in, in the, I guess the turnout wasn't huge, but it had a great pro class, pro class and, um, some really good racing. So last year, Jordan Ashburn ended up, I think, beating Nick Farringer for the win. Uh, I can't remember who who finished third, but you know it was a good podium. Yep. This this year, um, it is the Ohio State Championship for the AMA, so it's a it's a big deal for the ABC and women classes. Those races are going to occur Sunday morning, and basically the the setup is is divided into two areas. So the main area over by where parking is, and there's a big lake that's considered the. I'm going to do air quotes, easy side.
1: Gotcha. And you're talking about the layout of the property, correct?
0: Right. And then the okay. other side, you cross the gravel road, and it's way more creaky with more boulders and some gnarly steep hills. We'll just call that the other side just for, for um, you know, ease. But anyways, okay. on Sunday morning, he's going to do – Steve's saying they're going to do the easy side for the Ohio State Championship. It's also kind of a warm-up for the pro class – Kind yeah, of so every,
1: every everyone runs that race at like nine
0: thirty, does that sound right? At nine or nine thirty, everybody runs okay. that race and Steve was saying it's probably gonna be around six miles. So for guys like Wade Young, who is coming, it may not take him forty five minutes to an hour. But for the A guys and, and you know, the slower pros it may take an hour fifteen. For the B Riders it may take an hour thirty. For the sea riders it may take up to two hours. Okay. So that's going to be the first race, and then there's going to be a little break. And then I think the second race is starting around noon or 1.
1: Yeah, but I think, I think 12 is what he said, and I may be putting you on the spot because I don't know the answer. Yeah. Is the start of the second race going to be based on results from the field?
0: Yeah, and, and I think they're doing mass start, so I don't know how important that first race really is, but, okay. you know, but to get okay. you familiar with the terrain i mean it, it could be huge so okay. the second well, and go ahead the second race is going to be um you know we we have our two sides so the 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 hard side is going to be run first you'll come through scoring then you'll run the easier side you'll come through scoring again and then you'll run the hard harder side a second time so over the course of the day you'll get both sides twice and I'm I'm not sure if he was going to hold out some of the really difficult features in the first race. He hadn't decided yet, but it sounds like the first race is is going to be difficult. It's not going to be just a hair scramble. And then the excuse me. And then the um, the second race is is definitely going to be very challenging. I don't know if, if y'all have seen any of the photos, but he's got some definite good rock gardens.
1: Oh, yeah. It looks like, I was going to say, we could have put a couple of videos out there. And I wasn't there last year. We are getting a lot of questions about terrain, tire choice. Um, what are your thoughts on that, and uh, what do you recommend?
0: Well, it, it's funny because that area, it has hard-bottom creeks, like flying through an inch of water. I mean, there was a video of Jarrett Moon last year coming through there. It looked like he was pinned in fifth gear. So you've got those. But you also have some mossy, nasty boulders that are super slick. And then you also have some quick, you know, gain a couple hundred feet of elevation hills. Okay. So all that being said, I don't know that there is a perfect tire.
1: <laughs> a little bit of everything.
0: But I think that, um, you know, akin to Ibex or uh, any, any gummer gummy, you know, IRC type cheater tire, or or whatever you have. I, I think anything will work, but I don't know if anything's perfect. Okay.
1: Well, I know. So looking at the weather, it's looking like it's going to be really hot up there Friday and Saturday, no rain, like 95 degrees. So everyone get ready for that. And I think Sunday there's like a 40% chance of storms. So maybe that'll be a spotty shower. We might get lucky. And, uh, but I think our plan is to get up there hopefully two or three o'clock on Saturday. And, uh, check everything out, and uh, kind of get a lay of the land.
0: Well, and Steve said he would have lots of water spots. He's going to have okay. course workers out there with, with cold water. So, I mean, the the 90-degree heat, th- that's brutal. I mean, we, we dealt with it last year at Tough Like Roar, and we deal with it every year at TKO, so we're kind of used to it. But you go up to Ohio thinking it's going to be a little bit cooler, but it's not going to be cooler this weekend. I don't
1: know. It's like Tough Like Roar not this year, but the previous year, man. It was hotter than it was down in Tennessee. and um, So, back to Tough Like Roar, they did checkpoints this past year, which I really liked. Um, we heard Bad Medicine is going to be doing something similar. Have you did, did Steve say anything about that when you guys spoke a couple days ago?
0: I think he is going to have some checks, um, possibly okay. one additional check per lap. But since it is broken down into, you know, the half-lap situation, the um, – okay the checkpoints don't really come into play quite as much.
1: Yeah, well, that's that a very good point. Um, well, very good. Well, so let's talk about some of the big names that we've got coming. Let's. Uh, what have you got written down?
0: Well, obviously, I, I mentioned Wade Young. So yep. um, I guess he was probably at the uh, – or is at the Sherco event they're having today in Louisville yep. or at Saddleback Extreme. So Wade is here um, along with his mechanic. Uh, coming from the West Coast, we got Max Giersten. Yep. So him, him, he's the factory beta rider. That's huge. Um, let's see, Ben Kelly. Um, is he factory KTM or is he still he, Trail Jesters?
1: I think he is Trail Jesters. Josh Toth is uh, on the factory team, and then Ben's on the uh, Trail. Okay, But so- I was really excited because we kind of didn't have any clue Ben was coming until uh, I think Kyle Wolf did a little live facebook edit and drop that down last week
0: so that will be super interesting to see if ben can give wade a run for his money because they're kind of very opposing styles of riding i mean ben is super fast gncc guy and then wade is super fast hard enduro guy so that might be interesting
1: i agree and i think how the course laid out you know like if it was last year I'd put my money on Ben from everything I'd heard. It was you know, kind of like Jordan did so well, GNCC guy. So it's going to be an interesting uh, race this coming up Sunday.
0: Yeah, and, and so other big names, I know Liam Draper, he's a GNCC guy, right?
1: He is. He is either – I think he's XC2, and he showed up at Battle of the Goats last year, I think we spoke of uh, on maybe mm-hmm. our first podcast. He was on a four-stroke. No one knew who he was on a four-stroke Husky and was killing it until his battery died and uh, he had to retire early from the race.
0: Yeah, and then, and then we got our regulars. We got Nick Faringer, who is running second in the uh, American Hard to Row point standings right now. Okay. Um, we've also got Josh Rukensmith, who is running fifth in the point standings right now. Uh, Jarrett Moan, who had a great weekend at Tough Like Roar. He Absolutely. was right behind Wade on Saturday, and then he finished on Sunday, which you know is a huge deal. Yep. Then we got Quinn Winslow. He's running third, so Quinn's having a, a solid season. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the podium.
1: Oh man, there's a ton of big names coming. Um, really excited to have Max Gersten uh, Factory Beta rider, rider, excuse me, making uh, making, the, yeah, making the trip, making the trip to the East Coast. I think Max is going to be staying here from the high race all the way to TKO. I think he's going to fly home for a couple weeks in the middle, but uh, maybe we'll get to show him around a little bit.
0: Yeah, and then we also got word that um, Zach Cleland, the Zach Attack guy, he's going to be here. So he, yeah. he runs Pro Class, and he's, he's a solid rider.
1: Yeah, looking forward to seeing him.
0: So that's kind of Ohio. Um, we're, we're about six hours from Ohio. Uh, Parkersburg, West Virginia is the closest town with a hotel and restaurants. I know we ate at a brewery there last year. It was pretty good. And There's a Hampton Inn. Um. Anything else we need to add about the Ohio round?
1: No, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. The weather hopefully will hold out and be good. And uh, so talk about this brewery. Was there any beers consumed or were, were you in uh, race training?
0: I think um, we were in race training, but there may have been a, a two or three beer limit, if I remember correctly.
1: Well, and I, I think where are we staying? We, we're we staying in the Hampton Inn there in Parkersburg. It's about, I think, a 10-minute drive from uh, Little Hawking, Ohio. yeah so but now that's it so then after uh the ohio race two short weeks off again and then we're going to be down in north carolina for battle of the goats uh, what do you think about that race coming up
0: well everything we've talked to tyler about and, and drew and i both were fortunate enough to get to ride over there a month or two ago um, they had a huge um basically flood and yep. it washed out a bunch of their valleys um it washed the dirt off of a ton of big rocks so the terrain over there kind of changed due to this flood i'm talking like 16 inches in a 24 hour period so this is like you know epic flood and some of the new pro pro lines that tyler had laid out are just unreal he's he's actually had to build some almost like ladders we're going to be climbing up in some of the steeper waterfall sections so keep an eye out for those
1: yeah that 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 ramp he built is looking, you know, almost some, um, Romaniac Styler was one race that had a lot of water crossings where they built several ramps, and I don't think it's on the schedule anymore, but it, I think Tyler's taking it to the next level this year, and, and speaking of the next level, we've got uh, another big name that has called and signed up, uh, looks like Colton Hacker Mm -hmm. for Haker is going to be coming to battle to go. Yeah. And
0: and we're losing Wade for that round simply because Romaniacs is going on at the same time. So that's, it's pretty crazy. We're actually competing for riders with Romania Romaniacs, but um, in the future, we're going to have to start scheduling that out hopefully, but yeah, getting Colton there. And then also uh, RPM KTM's Tristan Hart out of Canada. He's coming down. So I mean, those are two major players in the North American hard enduro game.
1: Well, and I mean Tristan's turning it on right now. I know he's over in Romania, Romania training, doing some riding. But he, uh, what he finished thirteenth or fourteenth overall at Erzberg, and you know his first attempt to actually finish that race is uh, very impressive. And you know Colton's finished it uh, in years past,
0: right. And and we're still going to have Max is going to be over for that, and then we're picking up. Well. I think Grayson Gonzalez is coming over from Hawaii. Um, I'm yep. not sure if he's going to be at Ohio. I don't believe he will be, but he, he will be at North Carolina along with Mitch Carvel, another Sherco rider. Um, so that North Carolina race.
1: Yeah, I think I think the whole – well, it's going to be good. I think whole team Topar, uh, I think they're going to come over and be here for the uh, – Well,
0: that year. race is conveniently located – or, you know, it's not too far from the trials training center and it's only two weeks before TKO. So a lot of those pros that are from the West coast can come over and get acclimated to our very humid climate and hopefully get used to the slick rocks as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, and you know, like you said, we rode battle of the goats a couple of weeks ago and it, it's, sounds similar to ohio there was you know sandy sections there was the rocks some of them had traction then we'd get in some of the creeks and their rocks were slick like tko slick so you know tire selection is kind of Mm -hmm. up in the air there as well we we each tried a couple different tires and you know that kind of the ibex worked about as good as anything again um
0: yeah there's some super steep super slick hills and as always mother nature is going to play a huge factor in that race um if, it, if it's rainy, if, it's, yes. if we've gotten six inches of rain the week before, like the first year of that race, then it just changes everything. Have we had a dry Battle of the Goats yet?
1: No. The, the first year was a hurricane. The second year, it rain, It's just rained every year. I mean, and I, I think the first year, Tyler had to cut out half the race course due to the rain. Um, so, you know, maybe this year we'll get lucky in being a drought but I'm sure it'd be 95 degrees.
0: And and let's talk about format for that one for a second. Um, We've gotten some questions. Oh, absolutely. The way Tyler is doing the starting for that race is he's going off of the American Hardenduro points standings. So for, you know, it it awards those guys that are up there in the standings, they get to start up, you know, closer to the front. And then it's basically, I I believe he's doing two laps this year. I think a lap is 16 to 18 miles. So, you got all day to make two laps, basically.
1: Yeah, and one thing we talked about after Tough Like Roar is some kind of time limit, because Tough Like Roar had this open, just keep riding till you can't ride anymore, and you and I were out there for five and a half hours, and the course workers were telling us, hey, the race is pretty much done, we're leaving, and so we actually – Quit and a couple guys, couple of three guys, finished ahead of us because they kept going and made it one more check. So, we talked to Tyler about having some sort of a time limit, whether it's two o'clock in the afternoon or a four-hour time limit. So, uh, I know he's working on that, um, as well as some starting order thing changes. Um, So, we'll know here, I'm sure. I don't
0: know if anybody can make two hours there, that or two laps there in four hours. I think it's going to have to be longer than four hours.
1: Yeah, well, it, and the nice thing about Tyler's race is um, talking to him. We're gonna start at 10 a.m. So row one's going off, and I think we're starting in row of five rows of mm-hmm. five again. So row one's going off at 10:01, and then row two 10:02, and et cetera, So it it's tough. Like Roar, we didn't start till one in the afternoon on a Sunday, and so you know we were still out there riding at like 5:30 Sunday afternoon. We still had a, a nine-hour <laughs> car ride home, so starting early is definitely going to help. And, you know, maybe we can say, let's run it till four o'clock and give everyone right. six hours. Well, and I
0: don't know so, if you've heard this, but the way Tyler's going to start that race um, in the past years, it's gone straight to the enduro cross track. And that always kind okay. of bottles up or, or bottlenecks up. Cause I mean, you know what happens when you put five guys at a time. <laughs> on enduro enduro cross. Cross. But so this year, if you think about it, he's going to kind of do an outside line around the enduro cross track. And this outside line is going to be kind of easy, kind of flowy, you know, not the humongous features like normal. So that's going to, you're going to do that outside line and then you're going to go into the woods and some gnarly pro, you know, pro lines, yada, yada, yada. The fields can kind of get separated. And then after three or four miles, you're going to come back onto the inside line of the Enduro Cross Track. And the inside line is going to be where the gnarly, you know, huge, you know, tire crossings and all the the big logs and stuff are going to be. So it, it will, it will take a little bit longer to get through there and it will offer also offer um, spectators, you know, two different spots to, or, you know, two different sections of the track that are right there together.
1: Okay. Well, and, and when we were there in, like I said, a couple months ago, the enduro cross track was completely gone. Uh, he had to take it out. That's where he does the, uh, start for a hair scramble race so it may be a little different this year as well um we haven't haven't seen what he's been working on yeah that's
0: always kind of a mystery till you get on site but tyler will do a good job with that hopefully
1: i don't know looking looking forward to it and then um golly what any other stuff to talk about on battle the goats or the ohio race i mean i'm i'm pumped it's three days away i'm ready to go
0: yeah um be sure to check out our social media, obviously. Drop us a note. We're, uh, we're hopefully picking up a ton of T-shirts on Friday. And so we'll have them there this weekend in Ohio. And a um, bunch of stickers, a bunch of T-shirts. And, you know, looking forward to seeing everybody.
1: Well, and, and absolutely. And keep, it, keep an eye out, Blake, uh, who does all our videos, is actually, like Will mentioned earlier, up at Saddleback Extreme today, or Saddleback Park, Riding the 2020 Sherco's for the um, for their US debut launch, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what he thinks of them. Um, I think he's going to put an edit out, maybe him talking about riding them. Um, they're riding the trials bikes as well as the enduro line, so really looking forward to hearing what he thinks about that. Right on.
0: All right, one more um, one more little uh, thing we've been doing lately with these podcasts. Um, so Drew asked me the very first podcast, you know, what's your favorite hard enduro add-on for your bike and i said a gummy tire so then i was talking to rob moan and we had the same conversation and he said a fan um so drew we're building the ultimate hard weapon what's uh what's number three on the list i know i'm putting you on the spot I, we didn't talk about this but what, what's your third item that you got to have on your bike
1: well so I listened to the Rob podcast with Rob mode and he said a fan, but he also said a stator. So we're going to put those together because for me, I've got to have the stator because man, w- once your battery goes dead and you're kicking it, it, you're already tired and you're kicking. So let's put, let's put the stand fan and the okay. stator together and I'll go for a, like a new third one. Um, but man, I don't know because I'm thinking of a couple things and if anybody knows me, I tend to be hard on myself and the bike. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, SRT makes some great radiator guards and also some really good bark busters. And for a guy like me who's not the tallest, I drop my bike <laughs> a lot. And if I didn't have full wraparound metal bark busters, I don't think I'd ever finish a race because I would have all of my levers broken. Um, and, you know, I know you can run unbreakable levers, and I've got a that on my front brake. But I think the, the full bark busters for me is a must, because like I said, not only dropping my bike, breaking levers, um, you know, breaking a throttle tube or even helping me pick the bike up or dragging it down right. the hill. You know, I grab those things and pull on them. So I, it's not the, the sexiest answer, but for me, if I don't have those, I don't leave the house. Okay.
0: Usually. Yeah. I don't see how guys like oh. Cody Webb and, and Colton and those guys ride with just the flag guards. I, I don't see how they keep from just tearing everything up.
1: No. And, you know, I mean, like I said, the unbreakable levers are good, but man, I know you can run the bar ends, but you get dirt up in your throttle tube and then your throttle stick in, or, you know, I, I think a race, I think it was Quinn at Ligaris, Um, He was running the, the lock on um, grips and hit and shattered the whole <laughs> grip. And so he literally had a grip, didn't have anything. Like I think it was a bare bar end. So, you know for me again that's personal preference but that's what okay. i need i like it so
0: good deal well let's uh i guess let's wrap it up there and hopefully we will see you guys in little hawking ohio on saturday and then we're racing on sunday
1: Now, nah, man looking right. forward to Thanks it Thanks a lot but i'm in see you later